If you have kids or pets, you know stains and odors in your carpet and upholstery are inevitable. But the experts at ChemDry can help. ChemDry removes odors and stubborn stains by sending millions of carbonating bubbles deep within your carpet. ChemDry lifts dirt, urine, and stains to the surface to then be extracted away, giving you a cleaner and healthier home. Call 1-800-CHEMDRY or visit ChemDry.com to connect with your local ChemDry and learn about special offers in your area. That's 1-800-CHEMDRY or visit ChemDry.com today. It's uh, everything I dreamed of. I don't want to tell my dad that I love him. I still don't know what just happened. I'm just so grateful. Just so grateful for the opportunity to play this game. The legacy is not what you give people, it's what you put inside people, but also what they put inside of me. Hey everyone, welcome to Beyond the Locker Room with Maria. Maria Prekajis here and lots to talk about, of course, so we're going to get right into it with my friend Trevor and T-Bone's take. You hear that sizzle? It's been a crazy week. And I would just, would just like to start off with, uh, I went to my first NFL game this weekend in Denver. Amazing. Um, the Denver fans were so nice. And by the way, I just love Denver, the city. It's like so beautiful. We took the train in. I had the most amazing time. We went to the hockey game on Saturday. Okay, he's, he's burying the lead, as we say in journalism. You're burying the lead. And your Eagles won! I know. They They did. And it was so nice because there was like a couple Eagles fans behind me and I was sitting in the season ticket holders area because my friend has season tickets. And, you know, you look around and they score and they were doing well right off the bat and I'm looking for people to high five and then I, you know, I hear this E-A-G-L-E-S turn around, fives all around, just like to say thanks to Caleb for getting me out there. And, all right. Now that we're over with that, thank you I, so much. I love, well, we can review. Uh, again, crazy season. I was reading a couple quotes from coaches, and they were like, anything can happen. You keep saying this every week. And yeah, that's true. Anything can happen on any given day. But this year, it really is. I'm going to use my term again bonkers. So, Eagles over the Browns. Your Eagles are now four and six, by I the way. I know. Jalen Hurts played so well, too. And they were talking about how they might have to draft a new quarterback. But. He heard that, and he's gotten better every game. He's like, no, man, I want to be a quarterback in the NFL. So not only I'm going to let my actions speak louder than my words, because that's how we do things in Philadelphia, apparently. Apparently. So um, let's talk about San Fran. They're 4-5 and five over the Rams. Yeah, that was, I feel like that was their first uh, home win, too. And uh, the Rams have really just like... Uh, fallen off the map they've only scored 26 points the last two games um matt i think yeah matt stafford's had four interceptions he had two last game and two before i was gonna say he's had a few each yeah. game or a couple and their defense isn't clicking but uh, i have a feeling that they're gonna come back they got a bye week this week so they don't have to play for a little bit they're gonna get everything together they're gonna pull it together and they lost robert woods as soon as obj came to town I wonder if it was like a Nancy Kerrigan like hit at practice. He's like, listen, I need you to get... He's like, you know, he hired the grass and messed with his cleats or something. Well, I have to say, OBJ's in the next section, but I'm going to get to him now before we go on to the scores from last week. Uh, his dad is... I think his dad's just loving whatever press he can get, and he posted, wah! Beckham Sr. posted with the hashtag Beckham Legendary. B-E-C-H... That guy is, yeah, I guess you're, uh, you're right. He's kind of like, he's got his five minutes of fame and he's just rolling with it. Yeah. No disrespect to all the fathers out there and to 
Odell Beckham's dad, too. But still, yeah, that was kind of funny. But um, back to the Cardinals. I'm picking them all the way, and they lost yeah, to the Panthers. I, th- I think that they just really need... They're kind of like, you know, um, the Seahawks. They need their Kyler Murray. Like, the Seahawks need their Russell Wilson. And uh, as soon as he gets back, I think that that's going to help him out. But I picked them, too, and they just got crushed. Yeah, it wasn't pretty. And then I thought this said the chefs. I'm like, yeah. wait, well, that's a whole other part of my life. The, the Chiefs over the Raiders. Are the Chiefs back? That's been all the talk. Um, I don't know. I just feel like the uh, Chiefs always beat the Raiders. You know? I mean, like, the Chiefs are back. I just, you know, Patrick Mahomes is like so, he's there, and then the next week he's not. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's crazy to watch because every year you're just like, he's so solid. He's the most, you know, consistent quarterback. He's so fun yeah. to watch. He's got the best hair, best personality. <laughs> he does have oh the my best God. hair. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and his dad played for the Yankees, too. I think that was pretty cool. I, so you know he, what? I heard that. Yeah, yeah I he that. grew up, like, in the professional sports world already, you know? So it's pretty cool to watch him, uh, just watch him. But this year has not been his best year. But I think that's what you need. You need a little, uh, what is that? What word am I looking for here? You're asking me who yeah, misses her words know. all the time. <laughs> <laughs> you need a little uh, controversial or controversy. Controversy. Or, um, you need to play not well. What word am I looking for here? Well, you need to stink one week to get better the next. There How's that for there Blunt? Go. It's like you, you, you go down one week and you have to you know, rise to the occasion and battle all, all year, really. Because, I mean, like it's just not that easy. Yeah. The NFL every week. These guys are like... And, they know, everybody knows the Chiefs and they know Patrick Mahomes. So they're getting, like, every team is like, it's their Super Bowl. It's like playing Tom Brady. He's yeah. pretty much, it's Tom Brady because everybody loves him. He's been to 10 Super Bowls of 55. I know, they were talking about this this week. And I was like, yeah. that, I mean, who, th- those records for Tom Brady, I don't think will yeah. ever be broken. That stat just blows me away. Like, I always, like, hear it. I'm like, gosh, that's, that's I have just to say, crazy. If I, if I was married to the male type of Giselle, I would do everything it took to extend my career and be the best person I can be on and off the field. That's just my two cents. Yeah, he's a great guy. So that that was our little recap, but um, besides recap, we are in Grumpy's Sun Valley, of course, and the whole crew went to, what was this? I get a text, we're filming this on Thursday this week because I was stuck in Salt Lake uh, on an overnight because my flight, you know, the stuff I didn't make it in. You missed your connector? I missed my connector because I had to de-ice in Seattle, which you always want to de-ice, and I was calm, and you opened for me on Wednesday. But um, you guys, you're like, we're at the price is right. And I just went, question mark, question mark, question mark. What was that all about? So your brother uh, bought us some tickets last year to go to the price is right. It's not the actual price is right, like on recording, but it's like the traveling show, and Mark Wahlberg was the host. Okay, you did not tell me that yesterday. Yeah, well, it's not Mark Wahlberg. It's not Marky Mark. It's the other guy from Temptation Island. And so we get there, okay. and he, he comes out, you know, and you're like, that's not Marky Mark. And they also, like, the producer's Adam Sandler, and it's not Adam Sandler. So, I mean, there's just, like, all this misleading information here. But we had a great time. No one got called up. There was a bunch of service members from Mountain Home, the Air Force Base, and uh, we all gave a standing ovation. And the guy next to us, uh, we actually, I can't remember his name, but he is going to come to Grumpy's and visit us. And there was a guy with a Grumpy's T-shirt there, and he just got a standing ovation from us, too. It was amazing. (laughs) 
I know. I, you know what? I'm going to have to edit in a couple of those photos you sent me. because No, it looked it's like really fun. funny because we kept on looking at this Grumpy's guy and this, we were like, yeah, Grumpy's. And he's just like, okay, like, I'm kind of over you guys acknowledging me. You know, it was pretty funny. You're like, no, but this is a whole Grumpy's crew. Well, no, I'm- no, no. Hey, he's wearing a Grumpy shirt because we had 10 people there. So the first, there's two of us. And then the next person comes. Hey, there he is. Then the, th- the fourth. And so like, you know, nine times later, it kind of wore off for him. But we're all just fired up. So it was good to go. Price is Right Traveling Show. Won't be on air, unfortunately, but you guys had fun. Um, and of course, thanks, Pete. My brother Pete is lucky with a fabulous staff, which I am including myself every Wednesday. Yeah, you're the, uh, the opening manager. Oh, yeah. One day a week. <laughs> that is like one-seventh of responsibility. Pete's, Pete's rolling his eyes right now listening. Um, let's move on to, uh, I just heard this morning, Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers is like, yeah, it's day-to-day, my toe. I Sorry. The whole immun- immunized thing just leaves a bad taste in my mouth. Sorry, Well, he's Aaron. definitely immunized now, right? Exactly. But uh, they reported on ESPN early this morning, Thursday morning, that he will play. He didn't even throw a touchdown this weekend. I think that was uh, a first time in a long time for him. And they still won, though. I know. They're good. I mean, I'm going with They're good. It was like the battle of the rusty quarterbacks, you know, like both of them haven't played. And the Seahawks are three and six, and there's like, where's Pete Carroll going? But he has a contract for a few more years, and he's still one of the most winningest coaches in the NFL. He's not going anywhere. I know. And when he does, you guys can just (laughs) blow me up, and that's fine. (laughs) Like a Home Depot Christmas balloon. I will receive all the taunting I get if that happens. Uh, Speaking of taunting, I was getting some quotes today. I know. Look at that transition. Uh, Matt Nagy, is it Nagy? It's Nagy, yeah. right? I was from the Bears. He said, despite his own team bearing the brunt of one of the season's most controversial, controversial taunting calls, uh, Bears coach Matt Nagy agrees with the league's emphasis on taunting. He wouldn't want young players to see it. So that's good. I know. It's a, like, a sore I get what he's saying, but like, at the same time, it's like, you know, I'm all about respect. Respect is, I mean, that is one number one. That's like what you learn growing up playing sports is respect. And that's how you, you know, you, you learn friends and all this stuff. But these guys don't get to celebrate anything until they get to the NFL. And like I said earlier, it's like the offense scores and they get to do like a team celebration. I mean, like dance. And if, if you know, a defensive player gets a sack, they should be able to do a little, little dance or, or a celebration, whatever. And, uh, I mean, if it is disrespectful and it gets out of hand, then we can go from there. But, um, I do agree with what he said, but I don't agree with how the NFL is calling the taunting calls. Well, do you think, I mean, do you think he said it because their team is one of the biggest teams um, that's getting the bad call? Or the I think he just, calls? I think he just addressed it to put it in the past. You know, he's like, "All right, this happened. We're done with it. We addressed it. We're moving forward as a team and as a unit, and we don't have to to deal with this matters anymore." Well, speaking of taunting and bad moves, what's up with DK Metcalf? Um, I've heard he's got a serious anger problem. Like, I'm um, thinking so. I heard that like one, like, uh, this year was like the, the cornerbacks have, they like aggressively talk trash to him because he reacts so badly to it. And that's why, and you know, he's not having a great year cause he doesn't have his quarterback, but it's just like, you, you know, you lose your mental out there. You're going to turn into a crybaby. Well, yeah. And people are going to target you. Like you said. Um, what else is on your list? I love, uh, 
The Jets still suck. Yeah. That's on your list. It is. Uh, actually, I think... Uh, Port, sorry, Howard. Rex my buddy Ryan Howard. called out the coach of uh, the Jets, and the Jets coach replied, uh, I think he said something like, you, like he didn't care and he, he knows where I'll be because Rex Ryan used to coach the Jets. So yeah. he was like taking a shot at him. It's like, buddy, it's his first year. Ever, there's been six or seven coaches in the last 10 years that have messed up this team. He's just trying to get his you know feet in the ground, like give the guy a break. But, you know, Rex Ryan, being Rex Ryan, getting the NFL world riled up, that's what he gets paid to do. So good for him. Um, what yeah, else? Sorry, Howard. My buddy Howard in Vegas. Yeah. So the Dolphins won. So we started out Thursday with the Dolphins. They played phenomenal. Their defense was on fire. And I played uh, my quarterback, Lamar Jackson, and he did not play very well against their defense. And, like, I, you know, they're not a very good team, I thought. But all of a sudden, like you said, any given Sunday, this team, these, and the announcer's like, oh, yeah, the Dolphins have a really good defense. I'm like, no. What are you talking about? I haven't heard anything about this. They just showed up today. Well, that's the thing. And a lot of announcers, um, I mean, you guys can come at us too. We're just two people sitting in a booth and grumpies talking football. But a lot of the announcers are getting grief for how they're talking about it like that. Like, oh, their defense is great. No, they just got lucky or they stepped up one week. Yeah, and maybe they are good. I just don't pay attention to the Dolphins enough. I mean, and, and I will. And I've, you know, I've been to their stadium. Maybe I should pay attention more. But oh. uh, the next game I saw was the Titans. And I picked them to start losing because they lost Derrick Henry. And they're still just going. They have not stopped winning. Yeah. And I was wrong. And I put right here in a star, I was wrong. I see that on yeah. your notes. <laughs> and then so the question is, if Derrick Henry comes back, will that be like so much more helpful to them? Or like, are they, you know, because they're, yeah. they're playing really well. And like Derrick Henry doesn't hurt anything, obviously. But. Well, and I love, um, we're going to start a new segment, the most depressing game of the week for <laughs> you. Yes. I asked Maria earlier and she she was like, I was at it. Where were you? I was at my soon-to-be niece-in-law's bridal shower in Seattle, so I didn't get to watch as many games as I usually get to, which was fine. I, I missed the Seahawks game, which was fine. We don't even need to talk about that. But anyway, so I didn't... But yeah, the most depressing game, I said, I don't know. And I was immediately flabbergasted. She didn't know. So I, I, it was the Detroit Lions and the Steelers, and it was a tie. I mean, how close, I, I, can't, I yeah, like you have a 15-minute overtime and there's no offense in that? How boring. Well, and I still like the way the collegiate program, the NCAA, does it. Someone wins. Yeah, that's now true. Now, they've, they've cut it down from, you know, if you go into your fourth or fifth overtime, it's just one yeah. shot. You, you have know, to they, go they for they two points, that. Right? Yeah, you have to go for two. So, you know, to keep the players healthy. But is it? I was like, the NFL, who wants ties? And especially with the Detroit Lions. They're um, already looking at first-round picks. I will say this, though. The, uh, Roethlisberger got COVID. Yeah. He was on the list. So that, would, that probably hurt the defense. The defense has played an amazing game. Let's not take away from that, Trevor. Defensive battle. Not a boring game. But yeah, um, well, not very excited about the Detroit Lions and the Steelers. No. And even without Big Ben, Steelers should have... They're, on a different level Even this year. Even with Big Ben, they're not very good. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, sorry. At least well, and I have to, I'm going to do a little sidebar. When you said COVID, this morning on the Today Show, they reported that um, new NFL guidelines for COVID 
Every person was, must wear a mask inside their team facilities starting on Thanksgiving Day, whether they're vaccinated or not. And all players, coaches, and staff must be tested twice after the Thanksgiving weekend, regardless of vaccination status. So that is hot off the press Thursday morning from the NFL, which I, I think is great. I think it's great, too, because, you know, I mean, like I said, I, this is my first NFL game this weekend. Yeah. They put on such a good product. I mean, they've got the cheerleaders. Everybody's into the game. Um, the did you have to show your vaccine card? Yes, it's I did. Denver. Oh, I good. did. I did. See? I did too. I was actually at a Washington Husky game. Yeah, it, it was, didn't end well, but it was like, but I mean, like it's so fun, and um, I mean, I I've never been. It's just like eighty thousand people. It was more like seventy six, but yeah, like eighty thousand. Well, you feel good knowing, again, because we're pro-vaccination people, but you feel good knowing, even if you get it, you're not going to go to the hospital, you're not. And they say now that all these big outdoor stadiums don't really, they're not super spreaders, is what the stats show. That's good. And also, I think that's good because maybe they're, you know, maybe they're expecting a surge in uh, COVID with the cold weather and everybody inside, and they want to protect their the, their their product and they yeah. want to you know make sure we can watch it and talk to each other on you know every Wednesday and Thursday. I still watch a lot of the cheerleaders sometimes. They're, yeah, they're they're awesome. They're. <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm a huge football fan, but I have to give love to everyone. So that's on my list. Uh, four four Colts on fire. Yes, they have won four of the last four. Um, Carson Wentz is playing very well. Um, he's not throwing interceptions, but they're also not giving him a chance to. They're running the ball very well. And uh, actually, Charlotte that works here is a huge Colts fan. And I know. When, yeah, when she got Carson Wentz, she was not so stoked. And then they started off slow, but now they're starting to pick up momentum. And I'm thinking, I'm thinking they're going to make the playoffs. And if Carson Wentz plays to week 13, the Eagles get another, another first-round pick. It'll be the first time in NFL history that a team has had three top picks, and I think it'll be like the top ten. Do you really want three top picks? Yeah, don't you? (laughs) Well, you want them, but meaning your season is not going so well. No, but we traded for the Dolphins, so we gave them the receiver, got draft pick. We traded with Carson Wentz, and if he plays 75% of the snaps, we get their first-round pick, and then we have our first-round pick. Yeah. No, I know. It's more than so just still, being the yeah. Detroit Lions this year and getting a first round because you stink. <laughs> Sorry, That's Detroit. true. It's true. <laughs> and, oh, wait. Uh, let's talk about Tom Brady. Remember that uh, playoff game last year that he beat Washington in? Yes. Well, this week, Washington came back to, oh, yeah. to, to come back and tell him that they're ready. And uh, another devastating injury, uh, Chase Young, I think, tore his ACL. Which is so lame because he is such a, a beast on the uh, defensive line there. And he's a great guy to watch. And him and Tom Brady had this huge interview. And he had a signed jersey after the playoff game. And then he tears his ACL. It's really a big bummer. Well, I did text. Mark Rippon, part two, is right after we wrap this up. And I texted him and said, A, your, your first podcast is out. And B, your Washington football team did a huge upset. And he just gave me the thumbs up. Which was great. I think that uh, Washington's a fun to watch. I mean, like a lot of people, uh, I think underestimate the uh, the talent that they have. I still wish, from my perspective, they would get instead of Washington Football Team. Yeah, let's let's vote for Sid to be their yeah. uh, mascot. I like Washington it. Sloths, <laughs> or the, the like the Washington, you know, really good people, as opposed to the other name. 
I love it. All right, what else is on your list? Did we uh, cover that? Cam Newton. Oh yeah. Like, good for him. He, yeah. You know, he wasn't gonna play. The Patriots cut him like they always do. Those scumbags. Right before they had to pay him, but you know, at the same time, look at Mac Jones. He is flourishing under that offense, and they like he was like the talk of the weekend. Everybody's just like, this kid is for real. I, you know, the only person that should have been drafted number one over Trevor Lawrence was this guy. And then it's like you're thinking too, though. It's like the best coach in football has the best quarterback right now, and the Jaguars aren't that good, and they've got a first year coach. So, yeah, you know, it's a little different. Well, and Cam took what was it a full year, year two yeah. years off, a year and a half? I read it and I can't remember. It's it's cool because he got vaccinated so he could come back and play, and uh, he, he wants to play. And he now he's with the team that drafted him, and they they're in dire need of a quarterback. Yeah, and you know it's just cool to watch, and it's it, like I'm happy for him, and I hope that he's just super pumped. The whole locker room, he's got leadership. He is just an amazing athlete and awesome to watch. So I'm really really happy for him. Yeah, that's great. We have dogs. We yeah, have one dog. They're staring right at us. Too. I know. I love it. They're so cute. <laughs> um, so there was also this week, six of the eight division leaders are facing teams with a win percentage of 500 or lower. And um, we don't have to do all the picks, but it could be like Tampa Bay, at New York Giants, stuff like that. You never know. Arizona at Seattle, Green Bay at Minnesota. But um, they're they're. Could be a lot of bonkersness. That's a new word. Yeah. Bonkersness going on. So Green Bay at Minnesota. I think that that game will be really good, and also I think that Minnesota's lost like four or five games by seven points or less. So yeah. like their their record doesn't really like reflect. I know it's wins and losses, and you only look at the two columns, but like but if yeah. you if you watch them in depth, they're a way better team than uh, what their record is showing. So I think that absolutely they could come to. Uh, Sunday and just crush Green Bay. Uh, Baltimore at Chicago. Um, I'm just gonna go Baltimore because they had a rough Thursday night. They've got rest, and Chicago just isn't that good. And they're more worried about the taunting, right? I was gonna say they're taunting. <laughs> or did they did my coach speech where they're putting it in the past and they're 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 on with the season? Forget about that. Are they on the on drive to win? I'm gonna go with Baltimore though. I'm jumping around Arizona at Seattle. I think Seattle, they need a win. Russell Wilson, it's his second week back. I'd like to say go Seahawks because they're my team. So I'm going to pick them. Although in the back of my mind, I think Arizona's going to kill them. Well, I'm going to go with Arizona because I think Kyler Murray's coming back. But he will be kind of rusty because he hasn't played the last two weeks and he's got an ankle injury. Um, And I think this is a must win for Seattle right now. Yeah. And uh, I think that... Uh, They're at the bottom of the barrel. So yeah, I think to. that Russell Wilson's going to come out firing, though, because he knocked that rust off, that Russell Wilson off. <laughs> and uh, that, Sorry, that was so bad. Um, anyway, but yeah, he's going to come out, and hopefully DK Metcalf's a little uh, less fired up. But I mean, when, when you're losing to a team 17 nothing, and the Packers, it's a very big rival, and you, you want to play your best, and then you got these guys talking trash to you, and they're like... DK, you suck. You're like, I know. I, I hate you. <laughs> so I get it. People yeah. usually just call me fat in hockey. I don't know why. It's really rude. That is rude. I know. You, you already went to the gym this morning. I know. I'm, I'm in my clothes, but I haven't been there yet. My it's like, hey, man, clothes. I worked out all summer. You, why would you do that? It's a personal attack, sir. It is. Anything else before we wrap things up and go to Mr. Mark Rippin? Um, OBJ curse. 
Yeah, we That's barely a, touched upon that. Yeah, because we were going to save it for now. So you you can go ahead and brush up on that. I th- <laughs> I, you, I'm not. Oh, I don't yeah. want his dad coming at us. Okay, if you want my opinion, yes, uh, I think that injuries happen, and it probably isn't a curse, but it just seems that like wherever he goes, like if things aren't going his way, things aren't going the team's way. True. So. We'll see how that goes. And the Rams have, like, not been playing well. We talked about that earlier. Um, the 49ers got their first win at home. They played really well. They played really and well. Jimmy Garoppolo, they're like, oh, this guy's done. We got Trey Lance. We drafted this quarterback. Jimmy Garoppolo's awesome. I like him. I like I him too. a lot. And people give him a lot of flack. And then I saw that the Vikings beat the Chargers. That was really good. Um, I'm thinking the Vikings are, the like you just said a couple minutes ago, the underrated team that's yeah going to go a little further I than think so expect. too I think they're going to start making a run <laughs> that means wrap it up yeah all right and then the Cowboys <laughs> beat Atlanta so badly it was such a terrible game 43 to 3 um I'm hoping Matt Ryan can maybe like get some offense going or possibly go to a team that needs a quarterback yeah I mean Dak after the week before that when Jerry Jones was like yeah. we were flat we stunk he shook off the rust he totally shook off the rust and he was amazing in that game all right, we will see what happens this week. Thanks for joining us. But wait, we're not done. Mark Rippon episode two is up next, and the conversation focuses a little bit on concussion protocol, what he went through physically, and then, of course, he has a great foundation. So we touch upon all that. So keep watching, and we will see you next week. And the season continues. We'll see what the upsets are. Be safe out there, and thanks for watching. Mark Rippon, up now. Welcome to Beyond the Locker Room with Maria. I'm Maria Prekajus, and I'm so excited for the second week in a row to have our good friend Mark Rippon, Super Bowl 26, Super Bowl winner with Washington Redskins, MVP on January 26th. I love that. It was yes. uh, Last week, we talked about your football career and how it progressed. And this week, I want to talk first, let's get right into your foundation, and then we'll go into a little bit about concussion protocol. But let's give your foundation some love. Uh, Thank you, Maria. Appreciate that. Um, Rippin Foundation started uh, about a little over 15 years ago. Uh, My son passed away from a brain tumor in in, uh, 1998. And to honor him and, and help others, and not only the children at the hospital, but help the families that uh, have children that are going through their treatment and uh, make things a little bit more palatable for, for everyone. We started Rippin Foundation. My good buddy, Randy Bronner and Steve Rector, another Highlander in Spokane, who uh, uh, was spearheaded this uh, opportunity to, to help children. We started our 501c3 along with um, Terry Kelly, who's our uh, a good friend of mine. And so we, we, we kicked this off. We started with a couple of uh, smaller events, golf tournament and such. And we uh, continued to have a, a winemaker's dinner that we had for about 12 or 13 continuous years using Washington state wines as our uh, uh, trying to um, showcase them and, and uh, give some love to our, our community there. We want to make sure because all our money stays locally in Spokane and helps uh, the kids at the children's hospital and the pediatric oncology with um, whether it be, uh, child life specialist, patient advocate position, um, music therapy, art therapy, just things to kind of ki- keep the kids engaged and keep them from just sitting there watching a, a drip of uh, chemotherapy going through their body and get them out and about. We built a, a, 
a terrace there where they can overlook the city and do some outdoor activities. Just had some really wonderful things. And um, and as the years went on, you know, we also understood that Spokane's a small community. And um, Coaches versus Cancer was an organization that Mark Few was uh, and Marcy Few were instrumental as, at at uh, doing to help adults that are going through as uh, you know as we all have our own stories with with cancer and and you know and unfortunately everyone could probably raise a hand and those you know a parent like yourself and and uh, your family and what they went through with your mom and and the things that you're doing to uh, you know help others and those that's the things that we wanted to do too so um, I think that uh, one of the the uh, the great things about that is that we also understood that you know you can only do so many reinvent the wheel so many times so we look to leverage our dollars in Spokane. Uh, we have so many great uh, or organizations and groups, Northern Quest, Washington Trust Bank, and, um, you know, the Coles family and people that, you know, are just there each and every year, no matter what. But it, it kind of is hard to keep hitting people up each and every time and try to change events and make it, you know, uh, new and fresh and everything. So we ended up merging uh, the Community Cancer Fund or actually the uh, Coaches Versus Cancer became the Community Cancer Fund in Spokane which was for the, the tool for adults. And then the Rippon Foundation merged with Community Cancer Fund. And, and now we have just one uh, under one umbrella. And uh, we just finished the uh, uh, last couple of days, uh, Maria, um, a, an event in Spokane for the, uh, it's called the Hope Cup. And all the proceeds of that, uh, the dollars that are raised there and uh, go towards pediatric uh, oncology and help up there support children that are going through their treatment up there at the um, uh, Sacred Heart Children's Hospital. So it's great. It's wonderful. And, and I just keep uh, keep going to honor Andrew as you you do and your guys' uh, run and an event to honor your mom and, and, the, and the wonderful people that uh, they were and uh, still are and still a big part of our lives. Well, and it's not easy. We do a very small part. You have, you took it to a new level for sure. And it's not easy, but you still remain hands-on, which is great. Well, our community is, is our community. You know, when you come back to Spokane, that's where you grew up, you know, on the north side there, just across the street from uh, on the other side of the tracks from, from Francis. And uh, I just uh, think it's, it's, it's wonderful. You can help in any way that you can, whether it be little or big. Um, you can only do as much as you can do. And, and I think it's much appreciated, but more importantly, it's to honor our, our loved ones, you know, that aren't here, that unfortunately aren't here with us and, and being with us so that other family and, and, and doesn't, don't have to go through the same, um, you know, things that we went through. And so I think it just, uh, it's just a matter of how much you can do and, and how much you want to do that to make a, make a difference. It doesn't, you know, from the smallest things to the biggest, it doesn't, you know, I'm like, just do something. I yeah, mean, it makes active. selfishly, it makes you feel better, of course, but you, when you see how it helps folks and especially children with cancer, I mean, it's crazy. The impact. Yeah. The impact is uh, just to hear the words from the nurses to say how much the Ripon Foundation, the Community Cancer Fund has alleviated some of their um, the stress and the uh, relief that they have in, in their jobs to make it a little bit easier for them to navigate and help families navigate through a, a very trying time. Well, we're going to do a full 180 and go from, from helping kids to, you know, what football does to your body and takes the toll. And I know you and I, before this interview, talked a little bit on the phone about concussion protocol and where it's gone from when you played to today. 
and it's, your thoughts uh, on when you should start. Yeah, it's three. It's it's three sixty, Maria. When uh, I mean, there's there are times I, mean, I can remember playing uh, college, high school, uh, the pro game where I'd throw a fifteen yard in route, and as I threw it, and as it got to the receiver and he caught it, I was also getting hit when the receiver was catching the ball, and that's you know a couple of seconds afterwards, you know, and nowadays now in the league, and you wonder people wonder why Tom Brady has played till he's forty four years old. The rule changes have helped, you know, obviously, and, um, you know, and give a lot of credit to Tom, too, and how he's taking care of his body and, and um, you know, the, how he's managed that uh, part of his um, health and, and fitness, you know, is amazing. But the rules have also helped, too. I mean, um, the helmet-to-helmet contacts, the hitting a defenseless player, and quarterback obviously is a defenseless player. They, 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 they don't have the ball secured where they can, you know, shoulder a blow. In, in many ways. And, and that also helped, uh, has been very helpful to wide receivers coming across the middle, catching it, uh, trying to eliminate the helmet to helmet hits and, and the concussive blows that, uh, that come from that. And I think it's, um, uh, it's, it's good. It, um, you know, there's a fine line between football. We all know is a very physical sport. And, uh, so I think it's, uh, you know, they need to keep tweaking it. I think one of the things they are doing now is that, and I think a good thing that a lot of high schools and, and colleges and pro teams are doing is once a game is played, there's a week where there is no contact. You know, the practices now are all in, in basically just helmets and shells where they're not putting their full pads on. And there's not that mesh that you need, you know, where you're, you're banging each other for three, four days. And then now you got to go play a game. Uh, there's some aspects of that that have kind of uh, taken away from the, the caliber of football you know, because once you do in that hitting, that guys are understanding that their mesh is good and that they're getting that physical contact. The game now is just a basically a, a, a you know a component of, of practice, but now that isn't the case, and so you're seeing a lot of missed tackles and things that maybe you don't would, wouldn't get throughout the course of a, of a week, but you are protecting the most important part, and that's the brain. And I think uh, the the league is as as seen that now. I don't I don't know if they're really uh, relegated to coming out and publicly saying that, yeah, there's a problem, (laughs) but they are doing some things that uh, are going to alleviate the defenseless player and, and help that because football is a physical game. We all know that and it'll continue to be that. Now, me personally, I I don't think that, um, and, and you talk to a lot of, uh, people that really understand doctors and where the brain is myelated, where it's fully grown. And that's probably not till some of us, uh, Males, I think it's 21. Females, I think a little, a little bit younger because you guys have always been smarter and, and prettier yeah. from a young age and taller, you know, and then we finally catch up and, and surpass you. But it's obviously the brain. You guys get smarter earlier. And and um, but I think, you know, one thing they want to do is make sure that uh, uh, that brain is intact, you know, when you're 25, 30, 50, 70, 80 years old. So uh, I, I'm, I'm not a, I'm not a um, I, I don't think. I think there's different things we can do. And I think one of the things I don't think we need to have uh, uh, contact uh, football until kids get to high school, you know, because you can still feel the X's and or you can still fill the football knowledge part, the X's and O's, the mental aspect of it, and also some of the physical aspect of it um, through flag football. And I think they're doing a lot of that now. And, 
and um, and I think it's uh, it's something I I really I'm looking at now and thinking that might be a better path to take and give these kids an opportunity that their brains be heal as much as they can and, and until they get to high school and then start from there. Well, and there's so many different sizes in middle school or junior high. You know, one kid could be 160 pounds, one kid could be 95. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, I think, where the, when you just talk about physics and mass, you know, if you're playing junior football and you got a 160 pound kid that, you know, it maybe isn't as quick as a 110 pound kid, but what happens if that kid cuts back into the 160 pounder, it's going full speed and catches them, you know, that that's dangerous. And um, I think that's the thing we're trying to look at and, and trying to evaluate to see if there's a, a better way to do this and still get that 160 pound kid to do work on some footworks uh, type things so that when he does get to the pads, when he's a little bit older, he's now uh, understands that, Hey, the footwork and the, the, the setup of how you play the game as a deep offensive, or defensive lineman, the swim moves and all the things that you do to get better doesn't have to be in pads. And then once you do put the pads on to play in high school, um, you at least got the aspect of the, uh, what you need to, to be successful. So, well, and I was just, we were talking, I go, you're moving around pretty well still. <laughs> you yeah, are in, in a five foot area here. Yeah. It's pretty easy. <laughs> You know, I've got, yeah, there's, yeah, there's you have the physical aspect of, of just knees and, and joints and, um, you know, the arthritis. I mean, that's with old age too, but you know, when you bang your body around, play basketball and pound the hardwood floors and baseball and football and, and, you know, your joints aren't supposed to bend the way they're supposed to bend. And sometimes they bend in the opposite way. And then you go in and you're getting arth- arthroscopic surgeries and uh, knock on wood. I haven't had any ACLs or, or, um, you know, anything that uh, would, would make things worse. But I've had, you know, five, uh, four surgeries, arthroscopic surgeries on my left, one on my right, two on my shoulder, you know, and, and that's minor compared to some guys. There's guys in their third have, there's guys that have over 30 arthroscopic surgeries and some knee replacements and some, uh, eventually I'm going to get a knee replacement, some that uh, have had ACE2, both ACLs. Uh, Ruben Mays played for the uh, Washington State Cougs, amazing player, was NFL rookie of the year, his first year, second year, he snapped his left Achilles tendon, his third year, he snapped his right Achilles tendon, and he was done playing football. So um, the life expectancy or the, the expectancy to play in the NFL is only three years. And there's a, a bunch of reasons we don't have enough time to go into that. But uh, I think, you know, so they are making the game safer, Maria. And I think one of the other things is, too, is that I'm involved along with Brett Favre and, and Kurt Warner and in a, with Dr. Jake Van Landingham out of uh, – uh, Florida on a new drug called um, uh, Prevacus. And basically it's a, a drug that when a concussive injury happens and there's swelling in the brain, you can take this drug nasally through the nose, whether you're knocked out or whether you're conscious or unconscious, you can take it and it goes right through your membrane to the affected area and helps treat the swelling. It doesn't, you know, alleviate the concussion, but it helps treat the swelling because of what they're finding out is this cumulative effect of these injuries, cumulative effect of these subconcussive injuries are causing uh, long-term health effects and even death. And, and, and unfortunately, the only way they can tell if you've had CTE or not is if you um, have passed and, and they do a scan of your brain and, and, and check those things out then. Yeah, that's amazing. I did not know that. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah. You're always... I mean, 
it seems like with your foundation, with this new drug, all of this, you just, you want to make football, you love it so much that you want to make it safer. You want to make kids safer with cancer. I mean, you're still going strong. And then you have all your celebrity golf tournaments. <laughs> well, yeah, that's, that's my, that's my mental, you know, for all the, the, the years of playing sports and doing all those things, that's my release and my opportunity to, um, you know, to have something in my life that I feel you know, good about that come and seeing the grandkids and, and being around the kids and, and, and my family and everything is way high on the list, probably the, the highest on the list. But then the everyday thing for me is golf has given me that, uh, you know, that, that kind of feeling that, Hey, you know, there are days, you know, where, you know, you wake up and the sun doesn't, uh, shine as bright and as, as many days as it used to, especially those, um, you know, seasonal affective disorder from, uh, October to, and, and where we live, you know, yeah. you, you dad in San, Sun Valley, you guys get snow and you get some beautiful days down there, but up in the Northwest, you know, we get rain and we get gloom from like the start of November all the way to March. And so, you know, I try to find, you know, ways to keep myself going and, and it's not easy, you know, I mean, uh, football's had an effect, you know, not as much as some people have, because I'm, as a quarterback, I'm not getting those, you know, hits every, every day, you know, every play, every day. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm taking some wax, you know, at, uh, during game days and, and at times during practices, you know, but mostly it's, um, it's during the game and, and allowing your brain to heal and, 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 and get some, some feeling back. So I, I'm not like an offensive or, and I wouldn't even say offensive lineman because they're in such close quarters you know, and they're finding out that, you know, they do have physical contact each and every game on every play, but it's the running backs and the linebackers and the safeties coming up and making those tackles. It's like a, a car wreck. I don't know how these players brains, uh, what they, what they look like because that, you know, that, that, um, cranial area of yours is like jello, you know, it's washes back and forth and it's a very soft membrane in there. And, and uh, to do the things that it does, it wasn't meant. That was not what it was meant to be. And, and you know, you but you know, even though if you're, you know, we we know your brother Pete, myself, we're funny guys, you know. But Pete played hockey, and and Pete was banged around quite a bit playing hockey. So I know, and he played football. He played, you know, a high level of football. I know those, uh, you know, that that has an effect and an overall effect. And and I'm hoping that you know him and I don't, uh, you know, get uh, the the. Alzheimer's or dementia side of it, like uh, a lot of these players are getting in their early fifties now. And, uh, you know, some of them sixties, but, uh, it's a direct impact from, from football, I think. And so we got to make the game safer to, to have our grandparents be there as a whole, you know, and our, and whether grandmothers, you know, where they played volleyball or soccer, head in the ball. I mean, there's a lot of things in sports are changing now. They're, they're not allowing uh, girls at a young age to head the ball. Uh, and boys at a young age to head the ball. And, and um, you know, you see the amazing things they do on, on world, the world soccer um, professional leagues and, and the high level uh, leagues. And, and you want to mimic those things, but it's also dangerous and it can uh, lead to some, some, some pretty harsh things down the road. Well, and I love too, that you see, get to see your grandkids and you get to go play golf and you, you know, you keep active and, I mean, I tell people all the time, I go, just go, well, my mom's saying was just go take a walk. She'd go get off your AWS and just yes. go take a walk. And that was her, that's where she found her serenity. And that's me too. And it's a sunny day here, not necessarily in the snow. Then I go skiing, but it's so true to get out there. So 
I want to ask you, we're going to, um, I'm going to coerce your brother, Timmy, to come on and talk about being a father um, to an NFL and a great collegiate player at BSU. And then we'll, he goes, I'll make Brett come on. Don't worry. I said, great. Absolutely. But, I, but what did you, what do you take? We'll end on this. What do you take from your entire football career? Not like, yeah, I could say, what's your greatest memory or this or that, but what do you take in everyday life? What do you take from that football career that you use in your everyday life or that you just go, wow, I was lucky or what do you take from that? Well, I I just think uh, one of the things is that um, you you look at it, you know, and there's, you know, the, uh, uh, I get the pros and the cons, you know, of everything. And I think football gave me a great platform to help and uh, offer a, 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 a great thing for others, you know, and if I didn't, wasn't a Super Bowl MVP, there'd be probably small, uh, very small chance that we'd raise the money that we do for pediatric oncology and some of the programs that uh, uh, we've done in Spokane and some of the other um, uh, opportunities I've had to do to go nationally and, and be a part of different charities too. Football offered that because, uh, you know, I was successful we were successful as a team. I was as successful as an individual. And I think it, it did uh, a lot of great things. And I would never change that aspect of it. Would, would I do it again? Absolutely. You know, would I love to do it in today's um, football, you know, where, you know, they're trying to protect uh, Sure. This would be great. It'd be a great time to come in as a, as a young quarterback in, in this era to, with the rule changes to uh, help you. But um you know, people have asked you, would you, would you, knowing what you know today, would you probably not? I, I, I really love the game. I love being part of the locker room. I love being part of uh, wins. I also love being as, as much part of the wins, the losses, learning from the losses and how it's um, uh, portrayed in, in life afterwards. You know, with the wins and all the success you have, there's great things that come from it. From the losses, there's also certain things that come from that too, whether it be football or life. And, and I've had the biggest loss of all losses, lose the sun. And, and to turn that into something positive, I think uh, is, is it comes from sport in general, knowing to get back off your feet after you've been knocked down and in a boxing analogy and get back up and, and, and go back in there and try to do something good. So uh, I think football has been a, a, a great tool for me to, to help others. And, um, you know, is, is there a side effects to it, uh, me mentally and physically? Absolutely. But I do it again if I had to. And, and I love the game and I love watching the game and and love being a part of the game. Who's going to the Super Bowl this year? <laughs> Let me not just put you on the spot. Wow. Put me on the spot. Uh, you know, you like? everyone. <laughs> I, uh, I, I, I think that the L.A. Rams look really, really good. I mean, you know, they played the. I think another team that's got a chance is. Tampa Bay and they played them yesterday and, and beat them up pretty good at, at their place. So um, from the, that's from the NFC, the AFC, I mean, Kansas city took a hit, uh, you know, jeez. Uh, I mean, you look at teams that you thought would be there, Kansas city and, and, and Pittsburgh are one and two, you know, I think the, uh, the great thing I think about the Ravens and because and, my daughter lives in Baltimore and, and, and coach Harbaugh is a, a good friend is that they um, have got like 16 players out and they're two and one. I mean, Lamar <laughs> Jackson amazing and, and their defense is going to always be good, but they just, it's they're well coached. They keep filling guys in gaps, you know, where there are big gaps because players starters are out and, 
and they keep uh, coming back. But I don't know. The AFC is kind of up for grabs. Um, there's a lot of good teams. You know, the Raiders look good this year. <laughs> you know, I think they're three and zero. The Broncos um, are three and zero. Their defense is is stellar, and Teddy Bridgewater's playing real well. And and um, you know, of course, my my nephew's there too. You know, is a is on the practice squad and still hanging around. And and I tell you what, he's going to be around for a lot of years just because he's bright and and he's a good good locker room guy and understands the game and and is pretty pretty skill wise too. And and so. And then my Washington football team was supposed to be right in the hunt here. And here we are one and two and our defense can't stop anyone. That's supposed to be the strongest part of our, of our team. So I don't know, Maria, you put me on the spot still. I'm going to go with the. uh, I won't hold you to it. I'm going to put the the Rams and the Las Vegas Raiders. That would be great because there's a lot of. And and, you know, even the charges, I mean, the Rams and Chargers would be great because they play on the same stadium. That would be kind of cool. I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know. have a that's a you're too tough a question this early in the morning. I know, I, I know. A, it's so I haven't true. even had a coffee yet, you know. That's, that's <laughs> I know. I know I've been sipping on mine. Well, <laughs> thank you so much, my dear friend Mark Rippin, right here on Beyond the Locker Room with Maria. We'll see you next week. Maria, cheers to you. Love you guys and say hi to your family for me. Thanks again to our dear family friend, Mark Rippon, for hanging out with me. And of course, his Super Bowl picks were a few weeks back. So take that into consideration. But now it's time for Maria's Minute. And we're going to keep the theme going that Mark spoke about, about giving. Tis the season for giving coming up. Of course, it can be year round like he does. So I want to talk about giving. Remember, his foundation website and our family foundation website are below. So check those out. But Tuesday, November 30th is Giving Tuesday. Of course, you can give any day of the week. And if it's not financially, here are some great ways to give back. So many football players, especially the pros, give back in a variety of ways. But ways to give back. Donate your time. Donate your time. A random act of kindness. We love that. Participate, of course, in fundraisers and charity events. There are a lot of walks out there. Whatever you can, make a person's day. Give someone a compliment. Let's pay it all forward. Of course, the financial aspect is great for these foundations and so many others, but I know a lot of people have had a tough nearly two years now. So whenever you can, just give back. And on that note, we'll see you next week with Mark's brother, Tim Rippon. He's going to talk about being the father to the great Brett Rippon, who is with the Denver Broncos. And of course, most of you remember him from Boise State University. So we're going to talk with him and about being Mark's brother. More on that later. Take care. Be kind. We'll see you next week. If you have kids or pets, you know stains and odors in your carpet and upholstery are inevitable. But the experts at ChemDry can help. ChemDry removes odors and stubborn stains by sending millions of carbonating bubbles deep within your carpet. ChemDry lifts dirt, urine, and stains to the surface to then be extracted away, giving you a cleaner and healthier home. Call 1-800-CHEMDRY or visit ChemDry.com to connect with your local ChemDry and learn about special offers in your area. That's 1-800-CHEMDRY or visit ChemDry.com today. 